0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. Tom, how are you? I'm
1: doing great, man. Wednesday Wednesday was a good day to talk to those guys, and that was actually my question. Uh, When did you make contact with Dan Eno? And so I think think the answer might have been... uh, when interest was shown by Mississippi State, to be honest.
0: You know, that timeline fits exactly what I was told, Tom, that uh, there was uh, enough concern that Bryles was going to go to Mississippi State that Coach already had his list ready, and uh, I was told that there was one call to another uh, coordinator, and it didn't work out, and Enos was the next up, and they had it done. They were ready to go. And so that's what it made it so easy when the Baylor situation came about that it was done deal. They they had Enos in the back pocket ready to go. So that, that's everything I had heard too, and it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TCU thing, and um, uh, I, I think I think when the TCU thing came after Mississippi State, I think Sam was like, okay, yeah, you need to go ahead and take this one. And so here we are, and you know it was good to hear Dan's voice again. Um, he's a he's a very competent. Quarterback developer, and uh, the Allen boys really enjoyed having him here. And so um, one year with K.J. Jefferson, um, I'm expecting K.J. to have strong offensive statistics
0: thank you for politely uh, correcting my Baylor mistake at TCU uh, today I'm in Hot Springs at the Arlington it's the Arkansas High School Football Coaches Association and it, it may sound a little loud here we've got a bunch of coaches hanging out for this football clinic coach Pittman and his staff they'll be down here later on uh, putting uh, p- talking at this clinic so it's a, it's a good time to talk a little football uh, around here in Hot Springs Tom what do you think about Enos as far as how has he changed and how is his offense? change since he was at Arkansas.
1: Right. Well, I'm going gonna—I'm actually going to write about that some this weekend. Um, you know, what they did here, they called it pro style. And so that fit Brett was, you know, designs. And, of course, you know, they built up a big offensive line to do that with Sam Pittman. And they had very strong statistics in 2015, which was really one of the best offensive years in all of Arkansas football. But since then, you know, with the, the Alabama stuff he did, and then now at Maryland, if you look at some Maryland cutups, it's it's the RPO game where you where you mesh with the running back while you're reading, and and either give to the back or pull it, and you know, to, uh, Talia could run it, and um, I mean, it looks a lot like what Arkansas is doing, except um, I want to say isn't Talia a left hander? But anyway, um, it's just it's just a similar looking scheme what they were doing at Maryland and um i don't suspect there's going to be a whole lot i mean they got to get their verbiage across how they read and and you know how kj interprets things pre-snap and post-snap but uh i expect it to be a relatively easy transition
0: tom murphy with us on the brandon moving and storage hotline we also heard from the uh, new defensive coaches past defense was a sore spot last year how do they plan on attacking and fixing that well
1: um you know Marcus Switzerland saying all the right things, you know, being intentional about, you know, your eyes, your footwork, all your, your technical skills. Um, and, you know, they've got to get some, some talent in here. Uh, for whatever reason, they lost a ton of guys, you know, including Jalen Catalan off last year's team. And um, even though they're returning some, some key talent in uh, Dwight McLaughlin, Hudson Clark, Malik Chavis, and, and there's some others, um They've got to. They've just got to get more guys who can who can contribute, uh, so they can so they can play man defense, so they can run rush more people, and um, the teams that wanted to pass on Arkansas were able to do that last year, and even in some of Arkansas's wins, like South Carolina, Missouri State, BYU, the other team passed for a ton of yardage, so they were a high risk, um, high reward team. They got forty two sacks, a school record, out of that. Uh, but then he also gave up a ton of passing yardage. I think they're going to still be as aggressive, uh, but, but somehow or the other, they, their DBs have got to get hands on more ball.
0: And some of that experience, you know, uh, you know, getting Nudie back, I thought was huge. It really uh, kind of slid under the radar, but when he announced he was coming back, I thought that was uh, that was a big moment for the Arkansas defense.
1: Yeah, great point, Wes. You know, I, I actually thought that, you know, I expected him to go. And um, so it, it's a huge, and when I say go, I mean declare for the draft. So I do believe that um, if you start out with him at one of your corner spots, you're in a pretty good shape. And then if you can get Snacks Johnson and, and Chavis and Quincy McAdoo, and and I, I honestly hope Quincy McAdoo plays both ways. I hope they find a way that he can be in the receiving core and then still be, you know, a starting or. I, I, why wouldn't he be a starting cornerback the way he played with little um, practice time at that spot at the end of last year? But um, yeah, I think it's a good starting point and if their linebackers can be productive and, and they can get themselves a pass rusher, I don't see why they can't make improvements on defense.
0: Any word on McAdoo? Has there been any more talk about his plans or their plans for him?
1: <laughs> you know, as of Wednesday, he, he's still working out with the DBs, um, you know, and, in um, winter conditioning stuff. He's doing it with the DB. Uh, but if, if he was a mind to, like if he really wants to still be a receiver, I think I would find a way, and I know it, one of them can take you away a little from the other, but I think it would be a great recruiting point. I think Quincy McAdoo could also be a guy who makes a difference for you in the receiving core. Um, and we'll see how those guys work out. Uh, but I don't I don't see how you'd want to pull him off defense. As good as he was, like just being competitive. You think about the, the interception in the Liberty game, they don't have a shot if he doesn't pick that ball off. And um, and he had a pass breakup that was for a touchdown in either that game or another game. And he was just, he was just fighting. Um, and you need that at cornerback.
0: Yeah, I was looking at some highlights uh, last night, and uh, one of them was a. It may have been his first interception, but it was an interception where he basically just took the ball away from the receiver. It looked like the receiver was going to catch it, and he just dove in under, underneath, picked it off, and took it away from him. And that's just – he's, yeah, he he's a playmaker.
1: He is. That was the Liberty game, and, and I think they had just picked off K.J. Uh, for the second time that day, and it was a play or two after that. Without that, you know, Arkansas goes down and scores a touchdown. I think they were down 21 to um, – Gosh, uh, maybe five at the time when he picked that off, and they went down and scored, and then you know got the ball back. But um, absolutely, the, the receiver had leverage on him, and he just undercut him and took the a ball away on an outcutting route. And you know how many how many other times you know we saw McLaughlin do that in the Cincinnati game, but uh, how many other times did we see picks of that? You know. You, that you show that much agility, instinct, and all that, and just desire.
0: Yeah, that's enough for me, just that ball-hawking ability to to have somebody that can do that, who's a true freshman that's being taught the position at the college level. I know he played defense in high school, but to me that's something special you have there. you got to take advantage of that. Yeah, you
1: do. So you hope that Max Johnson – uh, is a contributor at cornerback. I mean, Malik Chavis is going to be interesting because I think he, he can play them both, so we'll see what they do with him and who becomes their primary nickel and all that kind of stuff. But um, if you've got McLaughlin um, and, and you've got McAdoo and and Johnson, you've got the makings, I think, of a decent cornerbacking group. And then, obviously, you know, Clark and some other guys have got to fill into the safety and nickel spots.
0: Tom Murphy with us on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and sports.com Tom, how is uh, how's it all going to work with these defensive coaches as far as position? Because it seems like there's two secondary coaches. There's a, 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 de- a coordinator, a, de- a co-defensive coordinator. What are the roles for these guys?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we tried to make that – we tried to clear that up, and I think we did um, on Wednesday. You know, it's, it's Travis Williams as a defensive coordinator, and Marcus Woodson made that very clear, and that he's here He's here to help. Uh, they have a great relationship going back to their Auburn days. And then um, Deron Wilson is going to be able to, to handle cornerbacks and safeties. And we saw a little bit of that with, with Barry Odom, where he'd have them all, or Dominic Bowman, um, or Sam Carter would have all the rest of them. Um, they're going to be able to interchange, and that's what Marcus Woodson was talking about. So... I don't think you could say, you know, Deron Wilson is just the cornerback's coach. He's the secondary coach. And uh, I don't know, having that versatility, I think, between your coaches would be a good idea. It would certainly help Deron Wilson um, to be known as a guy who does the whole secondary. Um, Obviously, the the pay scale for Williams and Woodson is different, with Williams, I believe, being at 1.1 and Woodson in maybe 700,000 something range. So. Um, I think they they made that clear, and honestly, Sam Pittman said that as far as the actual day to day, how they do stuff in meeting, it's going to be a lot for those guys to decide. So I think he's showing that there's going to be some autonomy, the way Barry Odom had autonomy on defense.
0: You know, it really makes sense, Tom, when you play uh, so much zone, it's a group effort, you know, the secondary. It's not yeah. so much just corner and safety. And then you have safeties coming down in the box, and you got safeties sometimes that will play over the slot and how they change things up. It, it is. It's one group, and it's not two different groups the way I look at it.
1: Exactly. and then, I mean, they played a whole lot of dime stuff, too, with six DBs, and I suspect that this new coaching group will have six DBs a lot as well, and so you know you're teaching guys, you know, coverage techniques and stuff, and your skills, your fundamentals at corner, but also there's some stuff where you're an inside cover guy. So yeah, I think that's you know just kind of um, it goes along with the evolution of the game and, and defenses nowadays that you that you have to recruit guys and, and and coach guys to are they boundary corners, field corners, are they inside safeties and middle safeties? Um, and I, I would think that Travis Williams and this group will be on top of that.
0: What's going on with the linebackers in, in, the, in that group? Well,
1: I, I mean, I think Paul showed during the course of the year, A, hey, he could be a great blitzing linebacker. He could be a guy who reads stuff and, and gets to plays at the line of scrimmage, and he did that in the bowl game. I thought the bowl game was a very good first game as a starter for Paul. Now, Jordan Crook, he's got to come along. I mean, I think Antonio Greer coming in, as a transfer is going to help them. And then just some of their signees, you know, the Caden Henleys and and guys like that over the last few years have got to start being able to help contribute because they don't seem to be super deep there. Um, but I, I they might, might not be done with the linebacking position either in terms of the portal. And when it opens back up in May, we might see another linebacker come on board.
0: Yeah, and, and, and who's coaching the linebackers? I guess I should have asked that.
1: Oh, well, I, I just think that's going to be the Travis Williams spot. And
0: and honestly, I mean, he's going to be coaching
1: the whole defense, but I do think that's going to be his specialty. And, of course, Deke Adams is returning on the defensive line, so it's good to have some carryover there. And there's connections between them all. I mean, Woodson and Williams were at Auburn together. Deron Wilson played at Southern Miss when Deke Adams was coaching there. And Ben Souders, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, was also at Southern Miss for One of those years, I'm pretty sure, one or two years he overlapped with, you know, the both of those guys.
0: Tom, thanks, man. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk about the uh, Super Bowl next week with you and uh, anything that pops up in between.
1: Sounds good, man. I look forward to talking to you then. Take care.
0: Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.